Marconi Yukwan. Tarina. Yeah, it's from Risa. What a sweetheart that guy is. <laughs> People are scared. Attention all personnel, please stand by. We'll be dropping out of work in one minute. Attention personnel, Star Trek Discovery Season 4, Episode 13, the finale of the season, Coming Home, is over. But we're just getting started here tonight on Live Long and Podcast. I'm Dave Mater. Happy St. Patrick's Day to you out there. And I am joined with a terrific panel to break this episode all down tonight. Uh, like I, I, I have to uh, go with... with the the man himself, Michael Chan, Lieutenant uh, of the Ops Division at uh, at the at the Starfleet headquarters, working directly with Admiral Vance. How are you doing tonight, Michael? I am doing great. I'm happy to finally be able to talk about the fact that I'm a recurring character in Star Trek Discovery, uh, and I am glad that they um, gave me so many close-ups, got so many angles. Uh, they did me right. And yeah, they, I was <laughs> very happy because, uh, of course, we've seen you on the show once before, but last time it was a bit of a, a surprise. You know, we're like, whoa, uh, you were in this episode because it was very quick in episode eight. You're, you're, you're kind was, of in and an they, they had like a, a hollow screen in front of my face, too, which is fine. Like, I, I'm like, I've said it before to many people, I'm just happy to exist in this universe. Mm-hmm. But this episode, my goodness, they, uh, I, I, I'm so grateful that they kept basically everything on my end. Actually, they, kept... they, added, they added stuff too. So, yeah, they added voiceovers and things with you, which I was kind of playing on the countdown. They did, they did. So they gave me more work, which was fantastic. It makes sense because I am comms, uh, and ops, ops and comms. So, yeah, you'd be, you'd be giving out the official announcements. Um, uh, right. I, also want to introduce our other panelists for tonight. We have Adam Woodward with us. How are you doing tonight, Adam? I'm great. I just I just watched Picard earlier tonight, and I was amazed how much they jammed into that episode. It was great, and and now Discovery, and and I didn't. I, I got to say, I didn't read our Facebook chat earlier, but Michael, I was actually surprised, and uh, great to see you there. And and by the way, the way you you downplayed that last week, I I didn't expect you. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm good, yeah. at, I'm good at downplaying myself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, you're very you're very coy. You're very good at like keeping like it all under wraps. I, I know you're contra- contractually obligated to. I am. Uh, but you know, you do it very well. Uh like is and and just want to show this shot right here uh, as we see you walk right up to Admiral Vance alongside uh Lieutenant Tilly and a couple of cadets uh who we met earlier sure. this season. The um I'm trying to remember their names right now, I'm sure you know better than i do uh but there was the tellerite guy and the orion guy who didn't get along until you know tilly taught them how to work together um i, I it was like it's, i love the the run that that running shot yeah no like, some, some some great camera work in this episode too uh and your your reveal because you're just kind of like coming up from behind you and then it's like this whole pan around but even before that uh, just a couple of scenes earlier, we see, you know, because t- uh, I guess Tilly being back this week is also, uh, you know, not to take away from you, Michael, but it was kind of a big deal to have uh, Mary Wiseman back. Deal, and it's, uh, uh, I was glad know. that they added me to that scene. Yeah, no, and 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 uh, in your voiceover, uh, so you first we hear this. Lieutenant Sims, please report. To People are scared. 
Yeah, this is yep. so what, what when uh, when Tilly's kind of giving her her briefing to the cadets, and then uh, she kind of gives them a little bit of a pep talk, and then right after that, attention all personnel, please stand by. We'll be dropping out of warp in one minute. We'll be dropping yep. out of warp in one minute. We see because uh, uh, what's happening in the story is that you know back on Earth, which is uh, you know under imminent threat of the DMA is coming at them. Uh, along with Navarre, but we don't see anything from Navarre's perspective. It's all from Earth. And we see that there's this, it, it's not even a ship, right? It's like, it's like a, it's a star base, but it's kind of like this futuristic 32nd century star base that also is like independent lifeboats kind of stacked together. And Tilly's kind of breaking this down for us in the exposition as we start the episode. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, and so it, it, we kind of get the shot in here, right? And so it's saying like, okay, like these are, it's it's one big thing, but it's kind of actually like many different compartments that are separating here. It uh, is, but the the just the fact that they can fly is so cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very cool. And like, just uh, look, you know, we 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 we've been very um, uh, appreciative of the special effects this season overall, and and last season, like the show always. Uh, but like, I feel like they've really stepped up the game in the last little while. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Jody, Jody's hoping you'll be on Star Trek Picard, uh, next, uh, Michael, but you know, I don't know. I, I, don't... I would love to be on Picard, but I wouldn't consider that an upgrade. You would not. I, I don't know if I would. It's a lateral move. Maybe uh, it is but... very much a lateral move. Right. And your, your, your character firmly now established in this century. So, uh, you would, you know, maybe as an alien, you could be on the, on Picard. Could, well, that's the thing about Star Trek, right? Like there are actors who have been on more than once, even Absolutely. in disco and yeah, they, they play, they're able to do that because sometimes they're an alien. So you won't see their face and, you know, so, and then, uh, I know, I actually know someone who's been on the show three times, uh, cause they're a stunt actor. And yeah, they just played. You you see their face, like you full on see their face. So they were like uh, a trill, a Starfleet officer, and they did have makeup on one time. So, right. And I think depending on how I guess unique looking you are or whatever, like I, you know, uh, it's going to do affect. You. Uh oh, we Oh, there he is. He's back. Um, yeah. But a lot of story to break down in this episode. Too. Oh my god! Yeah, this episode. This was Pack. This is a full 60 minutes, like uh, commercials notwithstanding, if you're watching it on CTV or or whatever here in Canada. Um, yeah, so like we came to a conclusion here. I got to go to Adam next. Adam, what do you what? So this in terms of the story, you know, we were all very happy with Michael and he's on the show and and I got quite a bit of play tonight. But just this this finale and this the ending of this story, where, where are you sitting at? OK, I see Joey's comment there. These boys straight on how much better Picard is. I, I Jody, these these shows are very good. I I feel I feel lucky tonight coming watching such great shows, and you know they're different. And, and oh boy, uh oh, uh -oh. <laughs> oh uh, uh, Cadet Neota Uhura is 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 dropped in on us. I'm frightened. <laughs> Don't worry, Lieutenant Chan is here to keep you safe. I have the Lieutenant. same colors as Captain Kirk. Lieutenant, I'm, I'm frightened. <laughs> okay. Okay. I love you, Michael, by the way. Love you too, Joe. But uh, there is some definite bias going on here. 
Not biased. We got our respective camp. We got our respective camps. I, I, I you know, uh, some of us are in both. Uh, you know, some of us like both shows. Some of us are, are more particular to the other. It's all Star Trek, Jody. Star Trek. It, it, really, it really all is. And I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. Uh, this is my third attempt at watching Picard. I have watched the, the first episode three times because the first time I made it to episode three and quit. Second Somebody time has I watched speakers episode... on. <laughs> hmm? Who has the speakers on? Not me. Oh, I was going to say, uh, second know, time I, I made it to episode two and quit again. And now I'm starting again. Only because you made season two sound so good. Yeah, it's so good. It is so good, but we're not here to talk about Picard. No, that's right, that's right. So we're here to, we, we, had, we, had, we had a big episode, guys. We had a full. I, I'm, 60 gonna, minutes. I'm gonna just leave you with this, guys, before I leave. Okay, I'm just gonna leave this. <laughs> Actually, it's Adam that's echoing. Of course, I am. I, I gotta get. I'm gonna mute myself. There, I'm gonna mute him for a second. Okay, now we don't have it. Okay, it's him. Oh, maybe it's me. I, I never heard anything. I, only you seem to hear it. Uh, I can I can hear echoing, but anyway, I'm gonna leave you with this, guys, because this this portrays exactly how I feel about this show. Okay, <laughs> I am not a merry man. Clearly, you are not. All right. You, anyway, you, bye. Bye. Thank, thanks, Jody. Take care, guys. Uh, you her? Oh, is her still muted? Uh, Uhura, are you still frightened? Yes, very frightened. Um, <laughs> all these away missions always frighten me quite a bit. Um, Don't worry, I'll, they I'll, keep I'll protect me you. me on away missions anyway, and I'm like, they frightened me, Captain. <laughs> well, I mean, considering what happened in this episode of Discovery, there was tons to be frightened of. Maybe you need a Lieutenant Michael Chan to protect you. That's right. Discovery is frightening. I did. <laughs> Lieutenant Chan deserves a a promotion after everything he did in this episode. Yeah, he was busy. He was busy in this Very, episode. Very extremely busy. My console exploded at one point. And I I was I was messaging with You get frightened on away missions, Lieutenant Michael Chan. <laughs> we haven't seen him on one yet. He only stays at the base. Yes. Oh, they're they're terrifying. Goodbye. Like he, they didn't even, they didn't even invite him to uh, the little soiree at the uh, at the end here in the in the in the their uh, tent, whatever their lounge none is of, called. None of the bridge crew got invited. Only, but the admiral got invited, right? We yeah, saw but... we we saw the admiral and the president got to go to this party. Did you so notice the little Easter egg with the Ferengi serving drinks? No, I didn't notice there was a Ferengi in the scene. There was a Ferengi at the bar. Ferengi bartender. Oh, they know how to bartend. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. Like, uh, like lot. Okay, a lot going on. But we, but before before we had the invasion from Picard, uh, Mike, uh, Adam, we were asking you a question. We were asking right, what you yes. thought of this, of so, this finale. So I, okay, a great way to end. Again, it leaves me wanting more, and now we have to wait till probably October. Um, and I'm disappointed about that. But the content, the storyline, uh, how it wrapped up, how book uh, a book came back. Come on, that was amazing. Because uh, I, I, you know, you guys know I haven't been liking book for about five episodes now. So to have, have him come back that way, we'll get to that, I'm sure. But it was great, and uh, 
And again, the, the visuals and the way this everybody was in this episode. And by the way, I love how they play Jet Reno talking like she's in you know 2022. <laughs> you know, Jet Reno, but, Jet Reno is always good. Uh, she had she had one great zinger tonight, which I did. I did. Uh, I love Jet Reno. No, but the way you know, FYI, you know, I <laughs> you're not going to survive this. I'm already right. making a cocktail, Bobcat. 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 I'm already making. I'm already celebrated. It's St. Patrick's Day. Green beer. Let's get it going. Yeah. Uh, she she was she was very cool in this episode. Um, right. We saw. Okay, and then there was the whole mind meld with with uh, Tarina and Species Ten C. Oh, that was epic. That was pretty. Yeah, pretty intense, right? Uh, we saw that. Was that was like. Kind of, Kind of how they started the episode off. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, like, it was interesting because I've seen a lot of people online and even articles written about how the 10C was an opportunity for uh, Discovery to bring in a Borg-like villain uh, with the 10C. Now, obviously, they're not. But the they brought up the Borg today and, and uh, because they are connected, right? And I thought that was an interesting thing. Well, the Borg is the Borg is being featured right now in Picard. Well, in both seasons right. of Picard uh, in that history, but I think I, I I can't say I totally disagree with what they're asserting because, like, I think that the species Ten C did have this opportunity to be like this whole new. We have never encountered anything like this before, and I think that 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 part of it was fulfilled. But it's more like, is this a threat? Yeah. Is this is this uh, a nemesis, uh, an adversary that we have to overcome? Uh, that could have been like the Borg. Uh, or something completely uh, like a new threat, but you know, much like they did in season four, they are, I guess it was or sorry, season three and season two. Like this is our arc for the season. We have to solve it in this season. And therefore next season we can move on to whatever we feel like writing about next year. I get it. Um, but I think in terms of like, just what the opportunities they have in the show, I guess, to create, to carve out their own little part of the Star Trek world. And I guess the 10 C I'm not saying it's over, but like they, they ended up just being some really misunderstood aliens who, uh, you know, but I do feel like the way it was resolved was very in the spirit of Star Trek. Yes, absolutely. It was, but, but their comment was, is that we didn't know you were higher life forms. I mean, you know, they didn't check, number one. Right. And so unlike the Borg, who, you know, were on a mission to assimilate and take the best of best technology, the best of those worlds and make it, you know, bring it into collective. There was just no, I think the, the tendency were just doing what they do without, you know, without any any thought or any any relevance to what's going on out, out of their, their own little world, I guess. Right. It would be like trying to explain to a bacteria why we do what we do as humans, right? Like, it's kind of like, well, we kind of live in a different re- uh, set yeah. of circumstances and reality than you do. Because we learn we learn about in the 10C from this mind meld is that there are really no individuals among them. They're all kind of one big mind, and maybe they all represent like a, an individual brain cell in sort of the bigger hive, I guess, or something yeah. like that. We, we have a tribe. Oh, I forgot where on Earth. Uh, but they studied them um, where they it's a similar uh, concept where there is no concept of uh, an, like of me, of an of an individual. Like everyone is, is part of the community and the community is one. 
we have something like this in our own world. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I definitely like the Tennessee, uh, I think in terms of just like this whole buildup of this season, these, there were 13 episodes here, right. Mm -hmm. To kind of get us to this point. I think they could have done it in less. I think that that's my, my sort of what I, I'm coming away from this season feeling like I'm like, you could have probably told this in 10, uh, it gave, doing it in 13 gave you this opportunity to do longer, more emotional scenes, more, more, um, more conflict between the characters, uh, giving them more chance to develop, which is a good or good things. But in terms of the pacing of the plot, I don't know. Like I'm, a, 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 because it, it's such like a kind of a, a feel good thing here. I do feel like they stuck the landing in this episode. Definitely. Did I, I, I feel like, yeah, like it was just like, Okay, now we finally see the 10C and they finally come out of the the, the thing here at the end because we kind of only get glimpses of them up in these previous 12 episodes uh, and really only like the second half of the season, right? So it was like, okay, they're here now. And then it's just kind of very, very nice, cordial conversation. It's kind of uh, original series-esque too because you don't really see too many non-humanoid aliens in Star Trek like in... in like anything from, I guess the original series did it. Next Gen really didn't do it too often. I can't really think of any. Um, and the other ones didn't do it either. But this one now has totally bridged that gap. It's, I mean, this is completely different. They couldn't even communicate for crying out loud. Right. Yeah, it was so different. Go ahead. What are you saying, Michael? Oh, I was saying, I was saying, I was agreeing with Adam. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and like th there was just so much going on in this in terms of like okay, we got to talk to Ten C, uh, Booker and Tarka. Uh, well, I guess not. It's really just Tarka because Tar Book Book's been like locked up with Reno at this point, right? But he figures out how to escape with Reno from this little hollow cell that's generated with the hollow emitters. He has like a little bit of a of a gadget that he's able to. At first, he's able to create a cat door for them yep. to go through, which I thought was a fun gag. Yeah, uh, that was, and Tar that was targets at the helm, like just kind of dealing with it. And then he's able to use that later to kind of get through because Tar Tarka's put that force field around him. He's able to use that to like punch through the force field at one point. Like, I really like that. Like, that was cool. Uh, kind of a great moment. And um, just get it like the bad guy, the antagonist. He's not even a bad guy, but he's an antagonist. Um, you know, is solved. And then we also see that. While this is all happening, they're they're trying to like get away, or like the, the bridge is blowing up at one point, and they're uh, they're they're trying to escape. And and, and the, what we learned from the mind meld is that they they don't they, because they don't have individuals in, the, in this species. Like they, they don't like what Tarka and Book and them are doing. They they can't really differentiate why they would be doing one thing while one other ship does something else. Right. right? To be uh, fair, even if if they had uh sense of self i would still be suspicious if you know these two things came in together and then and then you know one of them broke off and then is trying to go after stuff because then they it could be argued it's a suspicious move you know while you're saying no no that's not ours i mean how, why believe you right it it's, it makes sense like it's it's all good um and just while we're on this part of the like the episode like where she like it's reno talking to book and she's like yeah his calculations suck 
he's totally gonna get killed but the upside is we'll die fast he's or she's like we'll die fast i hate pain i hate pain <laughs> no that that line was beautiful um but was, she's got some of the best dialogue like i like and uh this episode written by michelle paradise uh the showrunner of discovery uh for the, the last two seasons uh and uh you know I like this show. I do. I really like. I find. I find that the you know that she and this this writing staff does have like Star Trek. Star Trek at its core at at heart, and what they're trying to do is is all noble. I I think my my issues with it are more pacing driven, and just like how they're and why they're they're delivering these things to us. And so I guess sometimes just the hangups of some of the characters where I'm like, we got bigger issues right now than your feelings, but uh, let's, let's, uh, let's talk about your feelings. Uh, anyway, that's just my own little gripe, but I've been talking a lot. Adam, what do you think? Well, I, I'm kind of, you know, on the feeling side, because it was a, a scene Now I said, I wouldn't talk about it, but I'm talking about it now in Picard tonight where, you know, something happened and there was, you know, a lot of emotion, but Picard just at a rally about guys, we got a job to do. Put it aside, like you know. Put and that's sort of the Star Trek way. You know, that's certainly Picard's way. You know, uh, you know, no emotion. Let's just get the job done. We'll deal with that later. Um, and I, I kind of like that 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 about him. And and you're right. There's, I mean, my goodness, uh, Michael broke down on the bridge tonight in tears, like completely broke down when she thought Michael or when Book was dead. Right. You know, which is fine because she recovered pretty quickly. She did. She did that. No, that was fine. I, like she was entitled it's within to that. Character like, though, like it's within character for her to break and then to recover. The recovery is what what did it for me. What what because if she just stayed broken, that's a problem. But right. as a captain, she regained her composure and captained her way out of things. And 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 in truth, she had the time to do it. Right? It was nothing. It wasn't yeah. a major crisis on the bridge at that time. So that wouldn't be an example of what I'm pointing to. It's more, it's been more like, I guess, like the side conversations and like sort of. Well, I, I understand what you're saying. I was, I was just using a, a extreme, you know, yeah. tonight. I think when someone, you, when you think like a loved one has died, I, I, I understand why writers would want to give that its due in a, in a scene or an episode, especially with a relationship like book and, and Burnham. That makes sense. Um, but I think yeah. that's something that Star Trek's always struggled with. I mean, you know, you, you're in space, you know, original series for five years. You're going to make relationships. You're going to make personal connections. And how can you not feel when somebody dies on an away mission or something? Right. And, you know, and I guess I said Picard did a good job. Or sorry, Next Gen did a good job of compartmentalizing it. Something happens, but, you know, deal with it. We got to finish the job and then we'll deal with the grief. Right. I'll deal with that later. Um, but like it, it, that, that's interesting that you bring up grief, right? Because that's really what this, uh, this, the theme of this season really has been about like grief and fear and what, and how those emotions really drive you. And, and book says something interesting in this episode, right? Uh, at, I, I think pretty early on to Tarka, he says, love always ends in grief, but we can't let the pain do this to us. Right. Love always ends in grief. So when you ever, whenever you love someone, you know, like, well, unless you die first, uh, you know, you're going to lose them one day. Right. Um, and so that, that that's why love always ends in grief. Uh, but you can't let that control you. You have to live. 
Um, and I think that that's, that's a big part of what they were trying to say this whole season, right? Is that you, you, you acknowledging the pain. And I think it's a real, like, it's a real, like kind of talking about taking away the stigma of social or mental health, right. In like, mm -hmm. in, in how we, how we deal with those things, but also like understanding that like, you know, we, we live in a world where we, we need to sometimes just get the job done. And, uh, you know, despite despite those hangups, but not to say they're not important either, right? Well, like it, the, it, but they do get the job done. Yeah, they do get the job done. And there was that scene, listen, I, I'm, I'm on both sides of this. I, you've got relationships coming up, the yin-yang in this show. You, you know, you got everybody. Everybody's got something going on. And yeah. and and even even when uh, Tilly's on the ship with, with Admiral Vance in the end there, like that, that was a great scene. Them just drinking the rising oh, whiskey yeah. together? Like, honest to God, I, I thought that dialogue and them talking about parents and they're talking about kids and it just was just so real. You yes. know, they got two hours left. This is what they're talking about. Great. Right. Great. Yeah, right. Two hours left to live. Right. Um, you know, we had the whole stuff tonight, too, with like a doye. Right. And like, you know, the fact that she had been sort of the spy for Tarka for at least a couple episodes leading up to this. Right. And like they kind of figured out it's her or did she did she confess to it? She confessed. Um, she confesses to it, right? You know, because she's like, yeah, she yeah. She comes clean because they kind of figure out that there's somebody after the like last episode, especially, and then like, she kind of admits to it, and then like there's kind of like this disappointment here from uh, the pres president Tarina, not not president Tarina, president Rillick. There's so Rillick. many presidents uh, now, <laughs> and um, and then as well as uh michael burnham of course, herself right but there's kind of a redemption here for Adoye in the episode where she you know she gets to kind of go on the the suicide mission that she lives through uh instead of detmer going on it as you know because she was a fighter pilot another great scene though detmer just so willing to stand up i'll go yeah and 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 you know the actress did such a wonderful job yeah i thought both oh, both did really yeah like I oh thought yeah that, no, it's uh, a resolute look on her face and you know, her and Owo just giving each other a look. And all these things said in such, like, all these emotions, all these things said with the eyes. Just, man. I was, I was sure that Adoye wasn't coming back from this because it seemed like, you know, she was kind of ordering, um, uh, ordering Detmer to go on a suicide mission. It seemed like. Uh, There's like, Adoye is like, uh, I'm going to make up for all the bad things I've done by uh by by going on this mission instead and sort of you know redeeming myself here um yeah hey did you guys i know this 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 season was written a year ago but the end where you know the, the president of earth comes and says hey we're, we're just going to come back in there's no dialogue we just want to come back we're back yeah but light us up the whole scene where again the federation is coming to the aid of earth even though they're not in and there's a couple of parallels going on, if you haven't noticed, uh, with the world today. Um, yeah, yeah, I couldn't help, I couldn't help noticing the the. Oh, you, uh, maybe a uh, NATO. Oh, all of this is. Yeah, a NATO uh, parallel, right? Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like maybe uh, sometimes you got maybe you can um, do more good by coming to someone you're not obligated to save. But just on that, I, I know I'm kind of skipping to the end because you brought up the whole scene with the the Fed the Earth uh, President, United Earth President showing up. I'm sorry, um, I'm all over the place, but this was a really good episode. I'm excited about it. Uh, it's but, very good. Did you know who this was, Adam? I I recognize her. I can't remember. 
Who is it? I didn't know who it was. And uh, I, I, I messaged Michael. I'm like, because I watched uh, Steve Shive's review earlier. And he was like, oh, my God, did you see who was the president of Earth? Oh, I know they're going for like sort of a, like a like a whole like huge cameo here. And I was like, who the hell was this? I don't know who this is. Uh, it turns out this is Stacey Abrams, um, yeah. kind of a political organizer uh, based from Georgia. She ran for governor a couple of years ago in Georgia uh, and nearly won as a, as a Democrat. But she's largely... Um, uh, attributed with helping uh, Biden win Georgia, uh, you know, in this most in the, in the well, essentially she got screwed last time. Um, so by in with her election her work, yeah, and so from her work things got a little better. So that's how they were able to take Georgia because she attempted to equalize things in terms uh, of voting rights and things like that. Right? Oh, well, that's fantastic for them bringing her in. I mean, that's that's a great shout out. Except that this is going to piss some people off, which I unfortunately yeah but michael those people those, those kind of people are already pissed off of this show and they're not watching discovery i could tell you that because <laughs> totally the show is very in touch with its feelings and very much um leftist in it largely um mm -hmm. they don't know, have a so male white captain on board i mean come on what's crazy is these people hate watch the show some might not but some do just so they can go and complain all right. So, so again, those aren't the people who have, should have, or don't have the spirit of Star Trek in their minds. Well, in my opinion. Of course not. Yeah. Well, I think like it's, it was interesting uh, going through that whole rewatch with you, Adam, and my dad and Jody on the Star Trek, the original series, because going through those times, or looking back on those times, the sixties, when that, that show was made uh, and, and, and even into the next generation and the way Gene Roddenberry thought he, Gene Roddenberry was a great guy. And, and I, I'm grateful that he created Star Trek, but he was a flawed person, uh, in, in particular around some of it was more sexist, um, uh, attitudes towards things. Um, he was a product of his time and to some degree, yeah. and, but, uh, you know, and so I think like when you, when they went for a lot of guys who liked Star Trek, you know, like uh, they, you know, they were like, well, it's like Captain Kirk and he's going to space to, you know, have sex with the aliens and, you know, shoot the bad guy. And it's kind of more of, of that traditional, like, I don't know, uh, action adventure kind of get the guy gets the girl kind of story. And and I think that uh, especially in the next generation era, that was that was evolving even more so into more of a intellectual kind of thing. I think that was always there because you had Spock and Kirk. And I think you need to have ideally a bit of both right a bit of both energies in, in any good star trek show i don't agree it really wasn't until um voyager i guess where they brought you know a female captain on board or you know the primary role as a female captain that that things really tipped over i i think you know um yeah you know you had a native american uh first officer right Right. It, it was very, that was to me, to me, I mean, next gen needed to happen. It was still an eighties, early 80s, late eighties show, early nineties. And then we went into the nineties, but with Voyager and then here, here's where we are today. Um, now Picard on the other hand is still very much like Picard or to me, next gen, you know, yeah. I think it's just, it just looks a lot better and the writing's a bit better, but um, so this, this is like, you know, you're going all the way over whatever direction left or right you know david i don't i don't care um right. yeah but, you know, like and so to your point michael it's enraging people and it's 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 because it's it's uncomfortable i think for some 
I, I would I would agree with that. But why? What's the what? What? Why is this show making people people uncomfortable so much? Uh, uh, I think. It, I think. It, it, I think that is that is that it that is a lengthier discussion that we may not have time for tonight. No, probably not. Probably it has not, a no. lot to do with was just systemic and ingrained racism and misogyny. Blah blah blah. I, I could. I have a whole thing on it, but um, I don't. I don't. I'm not. I'm out. I'm not going to go into it. Yeah, like I don't know, like and it's it's been interesting with people who really don't aren't in on the show, and like I'm not saying that everybody's not in on the show has issues, racist or sexist or anything like that. If you don't like it, you don't like it. No, uh, I mean, but you're you're allowed to not like it. It's just if 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 the problems revolve around having ooh, you know, gay people or yeah, or, yeah, or, that, that's or where feelings or or Stacey Abrams or black people or women, that's when we have a problem. And don't like it because of writing. Don't like it because you, you don't like how the story goes. But don't like it because you got a, a black captain, woman captain. Come on, yeah. right? But I don't think many ever admit to that as being like the reason they don't like it, right? They, uh, some do. Uh, it depends on how they word it. it, it it's there. Right. It's they don't. They don't. They're not as overt. Like they're not going to just say I hate it because it's a woman. But then, well, no, no, no. They'll, they'll they'll say it because it's promoting an agenda, somebody's agenda, stuff like that. Yeah, which is not the the the. Okay, we're going down a negative path. Yeah, we're going we're going down a negative. That's what I was going to say. I think we should we should just go back to the episode. Okay, yeah. let's get back to the episode. Let's talk. Let's talk about how they were trying to get through to Tarka earlier on in this episode yeah hey, hey guys uh, sorry dave i'm just gonna step out for one second i'm losing power i get my charger so i'm just oh no with me. i'll be back okay okay we'll be here okay so just talking about tarka uh because there's this whole thing about you know he's like i'm oh, after the power source um and you know this is gonna be over in 15 minutes he's you know he's so he's so dedicated but um you know he he this is when when book like tackles him um and and Tarka points out to him like there will be a Quijon in this new universe. It will be back, and you'll be with your family again. And and Reno says no, it wouldn't be right. It it would just be like I guess it, it's kind of like the multiverse, right? It would be like mm -hmm. you know it'd be yeah. like going over to like the the Kelvin timeline and saying oh Kirk's alive again. Well he's not. This is a different Kirk, and the real the William Shatner Kirk died on, on Viridian three and oh, so it'd be so weird if there's two books. You know what I mean? It's like. Yeah, like I think that book. I don't know. Like there was, not, there was sort of this real, metaphysical thing being talked not about. The real deal, right? Not the real deal. Like Reno talks yeah. about her wife, right? I lost my wife. I would love to have her back, but she she's dead. Like I wouldn't find her again. And That's and right. and I it, it seems like this argument really starts to chip away at Tarka here. You know, where he's like, yeah, maybe right, because we know that Tarka at heart is not a bad guy he does bad things sometimes but he's not he's not uh, malevolent he's just selfish and sort of uh, mm -hmm. driven um and and adam we were just talking about the whole thing about you know when when reno and book are trying to get through to tarka about like you know you need to stand down here uh that if you even if you succeed and you get to this other dimension it's not going to be oros isn't going to be there um you know it's the nexus you, it's the nexus it's, it's the nexus it seems to be right just or some other parallel reality that would be close but it wouldn't be it wouldn't be the same and that, that's how i felt about this the whole time is that he's trying to get to that 
So bring back the, the something that the perfect world that never is real. Yep. You know, he's a Zorin. He's he's actually Zorin. He's Soren, you mean? Soren, right. Time is the fire which we burn. Did you ever tell you that, Picard? Um, anyway, so like, is it, uh, there was the whole uh, scene later on in the episode where they, they're trying to figure out how to escape from the orb. There's quite a bit of time spent in the episode dedicated for them trying to like escape from the orb. And my only criticism is like, show me more shows, more shots from the outside. Show me the ship more. Show me, give me context, I guess, in terms of what's going on because they tend to want to stay inside. And Star Trek does the Star Trek has always been doing this. It's uh, especially back when they didn't have the budget to show the outside. But you guys do have the budget. Show us the outside. Show us more about what's going on. I like, uh, I like how we, you're calling Michael now. You guys. You guys go. You go tell them over there at the uh, the production. Uh, we, 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 we got, cross we, the line, Michael. You're in. You're. <laughs> you're not, this is an us and them thing now, Michael. I guess it is. is it now? Uh, didn't that come from you guys first? Uh, yeah, you did, but you know, it's uh, I'm still one of you. <laughs> but the whole thing where, uh, uh, you know, like they're trying to, I guess, get back through the galactic barrier, I guess, is what was going on. But obviously, it didn't retain very much with me because it was just like, okay, we got to get through this. We got to get through this part. Um, there was the whole part where they had to, they tried to jump out and they couldn't. And the, we saw like the spore drive lab was blowing up at one point but I, that, that part confused me too because i thought that stamets had to actually be in the interface to use the star, the spore drive but he's not when this like when the when the lab blows they're up. not connecting it they're not connecting to the mycelial network what they're doing is powering up the spore drive uh -huh. to build up power but they're not going anywhere oh okay so the spinning is like is is just a so what we're learning here is that spinning is actually the energy buildup and once it sinks that's the mycelial network jump uh in, in the normal episodes but in this case it just kept spinning and spinning and spinning and generating energy right so that's right. why he's not in there and the whole point was to generate enough energy to break out of the bubble that they were in so they can go chase after after book but meanwhile, like the bridge is exploding around them, and everything's going to hell. Everything's blowing up. It's not like uh, we see oh, this one guy. He goes flying, right? Oh yeah, yeah. He's, he's... I would, I would like to say something about all of this. Um, since, uh, since, I mean, you'll, I don't know if you're going to bring up more clips, but all of that is practical effects. That's that's not CG. I don't think so it could be. I, yeah, yeah. You, need, you need somebody to fly across the bridge in this kind of scene. And just like the oh, no, no, I don't mean the guy. I mean the sparks. The sparks, the sparks. yeah. The fire, the sparks, the it's gas. Like, all of that is real. Great. I'm sure that and, helps the actors, and, right? And, like, and, and, and I can say that because I experienced it. Yes, it was, very, it was console very... My console exploded. Yeah, that was, that was all. <laughs> Your console exploded? Yep, it did. It, it I, if you could, watch closely enough, it it blows. If you, when you watch the the old Star Trek, like not old, but like the Next Generation era, like Deep Space Nine, Voyager, especially those era shows, right? Whenever a console would explode, especially if someone was killed, if you look at like the episode yesterday's Enterprise, it was always like rocks were like blowing out, right? Of like yeah. the panels, and like when Riker gets killed in yesterday's Enterprise, it's like he gets hit with rocks, 
Uh, and you're like, what are Yeah, that always bothered me. <laughs> I was like, why do they keep rocks inside of these paddles? And why I thought it was yeah, like, not, some kind I, of I insulation or something. I will tell you something about the uh, uh, the headquarters. Um, so when we were going through these, and it's it's a lot of work. Like we had a fire team and paramedics, and holy crap, the they had multiple names for all the different uh, cannons and sparklers and and fire makers and, and flamethrowers and all of that that they had. So and and they have to like scream like through the comm system for us to hear all the actions that we're supposed to take. Because they're telling us what's happening, so we can do all the acting. Right. Um, so there's a, there's a bomb going off, Michael. React, and you're like, ah. Well, kind of, yeah. There, there's coded language, and then we just go left, right, 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 left, and and it's like you know, just different. The different names, I can't reveal the names, but each cannon has a name, so we know where it's coming from, so we can react to it. Be like we know it's coming and then they set it off but it's also uh, in a way to let us brace it internally for it because it's loud and it's hot so there's, there's a lot going on but here's it's the hot. cool part it the fire is really hot oh, okay like really really hot um to the point where uh they actually damaged the set uh, the floor was bubbled and the ceiling exploded um so if you watch <laughs> Uh, closely enough, I, I don't know in which one of the explosion scenes with 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 all of us in the bridge, but in the back you'll see like like an actual. It, it looks like yeah, just the whole ceiling just collapses. That's real. That's not that's not even a, a, an effect that actually happened. Right. Yeah. It, you mean I guess it's like the bridge. We keep calling it the bridge, but it's really like the the ops, right? Like where you it is are? the bridge. Uh, the act, actual bridge level of the of the federation hq so i my position is bridge crew sorry uh yeah i'm part of the bridge crew and i'm the ops and communications officer right on okay yeah, yeah and like and, and so this is all kind of intercutting like uh what's going on back at or on earth is intercutting with yep. what's happening with with um burnham and discovery and we see reno gets beamed back by book first yep. like after they kind of like subdue tarka and take over we see here that like the defense shield is going up around earth as they're like they're rushing through the evacuation efforts to try to get as many people out uh there's a scene at one point there like where where vance explains like we're only gonna be able to save like a fraction of the population of both planets unless we're able to like turn this okay. around right like you 150,000. right kind of like in like um Star Trek 2009 with uh, you know Chris Pine when like when Vulcan was destroyed in that movie in the in the alternate timeline and they're you know and, uh, and Spock says I am now a member of an endangered species Earth humans were about to become an endangered species uh, apparently you know here right um, and this is so there's the, kind of like this whole part where like you know uh, Vance, Vance is going to go down with a ship because everything's looking really bad here but this this ship shows up at one point. Uh, yep. I don't know which ship this was. The Mitchell. USS Mitchell. The USS Mitchell. And who's this named after? Do we know? Who's uh, Mitchell? I bet you, I think there's a, isn't there a name in the original series? Mitchell? Gary Mitchell. It must be named after Gary Mitchell, right? Um, I think so. Or something like that. Gary Mitchell it, was a name. Admittedly, I, I, there are no notes in the script as to what it was named after. Right. 
uh and so like this is kind of like the cavalry showing up and because this show shows up like like uh, it seems like you guys can like get out of there but uh but but admiral vance is like okay everybody get out get out of here and you asked earlier michael did i see you beam out yes i saw you beam out uh it's you know it's very very cool but tilly tilly says i'm not but you should have stayed behind too with tilly what was going on why did you you're saying you're like peace boop, boop. i'm out of here not tilly come on no we're idea. all supposed to leave. We're following his orders. I don't know. Well, she, she, she doesn't follow orders that Tilly. I gotta tell you. No. Yeah. It was a good move. It was, it was a good a good move on her character's part. Like that makes guess, sense. This is a good screenshot. I just happened to land on this. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That one, I love that one. <laughs> You're like, oh my god, Vance, we gotta get out of here. <laughs> Is that a Death Star I'm looking at? No, I'm what are, you know, no, it's it's Earth. No, I know it's Earth, Earth, but there's like the little uh, no, it's because of the background uh actor there, just the little circle that made it look like the the, the never mind. I was meaning to I ask you too that you're you have like that you mentioned uh when you were in episode eight, this guy who was like your buddy. Yep. Right? Wasn't Security. he wearing wasn't he wearing a science uniform in that episode? No, it's the same uniform. So it's he was wearing the security uniform uh, in that one. In both too. episodes, yeah. Okay, so, all right. So he's that's the secure that's the security. Uniform. What are you doing back there? I Sorry, know I, what, I, I knew, you tell me. Know, you were there. Know, no, no, no. I know. I know all of them in the back. I just didn't realize they were. What? What are? Oh my god, dudes! Sorry. <laughs> I, I, everything's shaking, and I'm just I'm giggling at what they're doing. <laughs> Well, that's good. Background work, guys. You guys stole the show. <laughs> Looks like they're having a dance party. You, you guys, was it a dance party? Uh, we had one at one point. Uh, that's. It looks. It looks. It looks. It, it was a good scene. Me. Mary yeah. Wiseman. Mary has moves. Let me tell you. Yeah. What was she like? She is very friendly. Very friendly. She is, she's. She seems, like she, she, she like her character. She. She seems like her character. She's not a character. She's no, no, just... she seems like her character on the show. Oh, like her character. Yes, correct. Yeah. She is just an absolute pleasure to to work with, to 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 speak with. Like I spent two days on set with her, and she's this is one of the sweetest people I've ever met. And you know, like uh that's nice to hear. We talked a little bit about what I had been going through because between the the first episode and the second episode I was in, I lost my mom. Um, that was around that time, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So so I had my mom when we filmed uh, episode eight, and I didn't have a mom when we filmed thirteen. So and I was grieving. I was grieving quite a lot. Um, and she, you know, was was there for me. She we we chat a lot about that um how many how many was it like the five weeks apart roughly between when you shot the first time and oh, the no second it's more time? than that but more than five yeah but it doesn't matter is the whole point is like she just she's just such a good person you know and yeah. so so smart she's so smart and like i i, I was like helping her like like because i was talking to her about places to go visit in japan and all that stuff because she wants to go to japan and it was just it was great and like she gave me like this cool pin uh on the second day it was very nice of her so I, i'm learning this you actors like to give you each other things like i didn't yeah uh, I, got, I got chocolate from shayla and i got, shayla gave you chocolate 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. And uh, David Mary, Ayala wanted to know where you got your Star Trek pin from, right? He did. Yes. You know, and, and my, my, my son was blessed by Oded Fair. So before, hey, birth, yeah, that's, that's, that, that's, that's high praise. Hi, hi, hi. That one I also got to see a, a cameo that, uh, you know that website cameo, right? Where where you can pay actors and celebrities to yep. to make videos for you. Yeah, I got to see a cameo he had made that he was going to send off. That was that was cute. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So that scene though, with with uh, Mary Wiseman and and Odette at the mm -hmm. end there, I I, I thought it was going to be very unlike Star Trek and where people died. I I, I thought that that was going to actually happen before the conclusion came and they saved earth but that was going that i to me this was the best one of the best scenes in the whole episode i just i, love I would agree with you you know i would and, agree with you. and i would have been okay with that that because i think that was just a great way to would have been a great way to end it i'm happy they didn't but either way uh fantastic scene well, what's really great about this scene, yeah, is that like these two, they're back at Earth and all they can do kind of, they can only do what they can do, right? Like they can try to get as many people out as they can, the, the evacuation procedures. But at the end of the day, they kind of have just to sit back and hope that Discovery is going to come and save the day here. And he's going to come through and then they won't die. But if, they, if they're going to die, they're going to die. Like that's, that's just the way it is, right? So uh, like, and it, it, especially with having Tilly in this scene because you know we've known her since season one you know right from the beginning um you know she you know it's i think it was it was it was important and and both actors really made this scene work i i completely agree with you it really uh brought some levity i guess between like the all the the back and forth between the two settings but, but levity but also a good conclusion like they know they're most likely going to die here and what are they talking about again what's important you know like family you know family experiences and you know no regrets just really great stuff yeah good good stuff too and then um then it comes down to okay like tarka finally throws in the towel he agrees to beam book back and book seems to beam back but he doesn't materialize on discovery right but there's the whole like there's a real emotional goodbye with Tarka and Book right up before yeah. that. I thought I thought that was really strong too. I think that um that that Sean Doyle on this show as Tarka was really good. He was I good. Think. I uh, thought it was interesting he admitted that Oris would have stopped him. Right. Yeah, he's like, why isn't he here to stop me? Right. And, and that like, says a lot because it means deep down he knows just how yes. bad what he he everything he had done was he knows absolutely he, he stop himself right he couldn't help himself because you know and i think that's also sometimes part of grief right you know when you lose somebody it's like well if they were here i might have done this differently i might have handled this differently i may have not blown up at somebody you know otherwise or whatever and i think that that's that's uh really connected i think sean doyle deserves big props for what he, he did definitely on this show. um you know he was he he gave a, a lot of different um nuances into this and one of the first most important rising characters which i've mentioned a few times which i think is important too uh in terms of just building up the universe hey before you before you go on i just wanted to, to mention something because i said it in the last show and i gotta say it again uh when we did original series dave one of my biggest complaint and michael you should hear this 
was the episodes were 10 minutes too long. Like, you know, and, and uh, if they were 40 minutes, I think they would have been way stronger than the the whole 50 minutes they did. They were filling time, but noticing that Picard and discovery are 50 minutes and we use every second perfectly. I'm not bored. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Uh, well, tonight's episode was even extra long, a little bit longer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, because it was the finale. Part of that is because we have shorter season nowadays, right? Maybe. Yeah. True. Uh, but it, but the writing is very strong. Yeah. It's just. It's just so interesting how this has come around now. Because now I want more. Crying out loud. Every time. Yeah. Absolutely. Like there's um, different things, and then there was this whole scene that we get where like it's the whole the whole diplomatic corps plus a bunch of the discovery bridge crew kind of get to go to species 10 C land here inside of the cross. Incredible. It's like a Dr. Zeus book. Like it's, it, it looks like something right out of your imagination, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's, you know, and it's, it's seamless how well these characters kind of just drop onto this backdrop. Um, I, I gotta say, like the technology we have now with the second studio and their what we call the holodeck. Jesus, this, let's just look at this. This is what they can do with a combination of the holodeck and computers. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. this, this, like wow. We we never found out what that Ferengi guy was doing though. He he was there. He was there. I mean, but he never talked. Talk. He never spoke once. It just means that they pay him less. <laughs> yeah, <he's, laughs> not in his contract. Yeah, and just like the the whole um, Adam, what, how did you feel? Like a, I guess, how did the scene looked visually? Which you know, were you down for that? But also just how it played out, the conversation with the ten C. I, I I I love the look of awe. First of all, when they showed up, and they were, you know, not I wouldn't say shock because that's probably the negative. They were in awe mm-hmm. of, of, of what they looked like. And when they started uh, talking and, again, communicating, the smiles of just everybody. We're working out here, guys. We made a, a successful first contact. We're, and we're stopping the uh, – the uh, DM, oh, my gosh, DMC from hitting Earth. Like this is They're all realizing that they're, all their work is now coming together. But bigger than that, they're communicating with a, a species they've never communicated before. It, it was pretty cool, this scene. And yes, it looked fantastic. Yeah, there's 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 the ten C standing before them. That's just one of their so like they're just they're much physically they're very large, right? Like they are. these big floaty energy beans of some kind. It's interesting, like I'll I'll admit something. This is not what I imagined when I read the script. I knew they were large, but this is like way better. <laughs> and they have so like, much better. They don't like seem to have eyes. Per se, right? Like they seem to. No, it looks like they communicate those light things. Yeah, they use the lights and they're able to talk back and forth. Uh, the greatest of all time, Michael, is here. Sam Hinkton. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Sam. Uh, yeah, like to me, like this scene goes on for quite a while, right? Like it's it's probably it, it at least does. eight nine minutes. Uh, there's a little bit of intercutting here between like me, like Adira and um, and Culber and Stamets are back. Over, hey, do, you guys, uh, do you guys remember Close Encounters of the Third Kind? Oh yeah, I've never really seen it. Like I know I've never really sat down and watched. That I, I wonder. I'm gonna go and watch that because I wonder if this is sort of a nod to that. This a little bit with the lights and 
everything going because that's how they communicated with those aliens. Well, that's fair. Yeah, but they don't come on the mission, right? Like, you know, like uh, Culver says, like, ah, actually, I just wanted to be with you guys because they're like, that was Culver really could have gone. Of him. Um, well, that these these three are a trio, like the, yeah. the Stam Stamets, Culver, and uh, and Adira. Um, you know, and that's good too. You know, and like, is, you know, he says, I, you know, and they're they're also feeling they feel like Book is dead right now, right? So they're kind of also yeah. grieving for Book, and that's a big part of it. But don't worry, he's alive. Uh, he's back, and uh, I thought, like, you know, her, just like the jubilation and relief that she shows in the scene was strong. Uh, and then it just I'll turns admit into that. I liked, so I have slight conflict over whether he should have come back or not. Yeah, I I remember the first time I read it, I'm like, that's just too neat. I just tied the bow up way too neatly by bringing him back. Like, but at the same time, I liked seeing him back. I thought it was a great moment, you know? So, like, I'm... But this is where I, I wish they would just... Thanks, Jeff. Yes. I wish they would just kill somebody off for once. You know, kill a main character. I just... I mean, they, they killed... Okay, not a main character. They killed Bridge Crew before. They yeah, killed Tarka they, a couple minutes ago. Killed, what's what's uh, the robot one? The one... Oh, the one uh, Arium. Yeah, yeah, they killed her. Yeah. I, I, and not because I'm looking for it. You know, just how long does Book have a, a role on this crew? And what is it exactly? Well, I guess he it, doesn't. Yeah. He's been sent down to go help people. Re like, he's essentially community service. He got community service. Like, I was going to bring this up because I was like, that is interesting uh to say the least considering all he did uh like the isolytic weapon buying it from black market guys like you know he he uh he got off light if you ask me uh but uh as pre as the president tells us in the episode uh Matt but reasons do matter reasons do matter it's the only way justice can ever be just if you take context yeah. in interesting interesting philosophy like i um on terms of like how to police against doing things like what he did, uh, you know, because uh, it, it, it seems like if you feel like you're rationalized in your reasons, then you can sort of, that can be always be taken into uh, as mitigating circumstances. Right. But um, I don't know, like I, think I, I entire planet blown up is complicated. It's complicated, but he, he, knowingly he did things intentionally like he sat there and wait watched the whole vote go through and then he you know him and tarka went off and did their little rogue mission like oh i'm not I, disagreeing with you yeah like i guess was did the uh adam did the fun the punishment for book here fit the crime you know did did him getting community service seem to be enough no like you know it's all again it's like the whole star trek way is like you know you forgive everybody at the end and uh, for everything, it's just that, that if any if anything is you're actually bringing my mark down when we actually do ratings because of this conversation right now because of this, you know I, I kind of let it go before, but I guess it's my one point of this whole episode that bothers me is just just like this whole down to the last minute thing again removing all those people from Earth and Vol or Navarre, uh, tremendous effort and. Yeah because of him and because of Tarka. Right. You know? 
Basically, uh, yes. Let me ask you something. Is his knowing knowing how he thought and what and regardless of what he did, what is the best if you don't have capital punishment? No, I don't know. I don't know. What, I'm just saying what what I feel that using him to serve the people would be better a, a better use of resources instead of just keeping him in a prison, which will drain resources. Look, true, true, true. But I, I guess I, you know, at the end of this, I feel like you know, if he's really sorry and he, you know, and he did, he turned at the end. He was, he came around. I, I don't know. It's just, it just seems like the easy way out. It was a little, it was a little too neat. The fact that he dies and then he's back and Burnham's just glad that he's back. And it feels like that that's um, the biggest thing. And he, he plays a big part in these final negotiations, like, or this final conversation with the Tennessee because, because they're like, well, so we're very sorry. We've been blowing up your planets. We didn't know. Uh, so we'll just go where there's no intelligent life. And he's like, no, you can't even do that. And they're like, well, if we don't get this- toxic waste. If we don't get the mineral, then we won't be able to continue our crossfield. He's like, well, your crossfield's dumb. And they're like, oh, okay, I guess. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I was like, well, that was easy. Uh, you well, just let's not forget that he also used his uh, empath powers. He did use his empath powers. So they can feel what he's talking about, too. At a brought a betazoid, that... too, uh, just for the record. But, but, but anyway. you know what? He could have gone on that mission for first contact and done the same. He could have done this from the beginning. He didn't have to do any of the things he did. Yeah. Yeah, but he felt just in what he did. And if 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 none of if things went differently, I would absolutely think he should go to jail forever. But it's because of the way things happened. Like down to like he, you know, he ended up fighting with Tarka and all that stuff, right? No, like, I, I know. It's I a know. lot to take in. I do agree. Like maybe he should have gotten like 10 years in prison and then community service. But like there's well, also what would have Targa got, right? Uh, if Targa, Targa had lived, Targa would be in would be in prison, but forced to probably do like science stuff, science prison. community service. Yeah, but what well, from prison? Because you can't. Right? Problem. Give us a you know a, you know a sport drive for every ship. But like, yeah. it's also complicated by the fact that at the end of the day, he's a black man. Like taking current. When this show is being made, it's a black man about to be incarcerated. It's a complicated situation for legitimate crimes, though. Like <laughs> it is a legit. Hey, I'm not disagreeing with the legitimate crime. I'm just saying, at the end of the day, he's in trouble. He even got to take the cat with him. I, I, I. Okay, this the crime should be like you don't get the cat. Cats with Michael. Oh, I actually did think that maybe like the grudge should have stayed on the ship. Yeah, I think that would like, be. It would have been like, and 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 Michael, you 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 have to take care of. Grass. Until you've done enough community service, book you no no cat. But yeah. you know what? No, I'm not disagreeing that it's too light. I'm just saying it's it's complicated. It's way more complicated than it looks on the surface. And two, we do have to consider the time in which this show was written. Yep, um, which would have been 2021, I suppose, right? Or so, I guess they would have even written it earlier than that right and and the it's it's very complicated based on current social but but it's also uh, very star trek you know oh no no oh yeah i i agree with that i'm just there's a lot to consider is all i'm saying yeah i i really say i gotta dig i dig the cat carrier you know i i, I had to took a picture and already sent it to our buying team i said you gotta find <laughs> like this. hey get this all get this on the shelves yeah. Um, like, there are other things I noticed in this episode too. Like, for example, so there's so many black women in power, correct? Yes. Uh, 
uh, women and, in general and, too. And you also when it comes to Asian representation, let's say both South Asian and East Asian, it, we're still a little on the lacking side. But I did notice that when the president of Earth showed up, she had two accompanying guards, and they're both Asian. Yeah, yeah. So like they're trying, right? And then they have me. Diversity is great. Absolutely. No, 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 no. I'm just uh, pointing out that that they are. What I'm saying is like th this is a show that is aware of the 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 world that we as viewers live in, so they have to take into consideration some some story elements in to, I guess, reflect the world we live in and be conscious of the messaging to the world that we have. Yeah. I don't disagree. Yeah. But it is a complicated uh more it's... Lieutenant Michael Chan. Thanks. And we need some vision hate. Thank you so much, Jamil. Stop. Uh and Jeff Vander saying, Michael, they have you and Radio Theater has you. Oh, he's saying we both have you. So it's, it's yeah, it's... yeah, they do. And <laughs> Uh, let's just talk about the finale, just uh, like the end of the episode. So there's the whole celebration in the lounge. Uh, I always love this set with the fireplace and everything else. And the Ferengi it's, behind the bar is a nice touch. I gotta find this Ferengi. Is it the Ferengi ambassador who never did anything? Who just no, kind of uniform I'm wearing right now. He's wearing a uniform. Oh, he's a Ferengi. He's like Starfleet officer. Then he's a uh, Ferengi Starfleet officer who clearly has the talent for making drinks. But I really like, I wonder, like, this whole scene where, like, you know, Tilly comes in and gives a hug and the whole crew is happy to see her. I, I really thought, like, did they, did, did Mary Wiseman, like, wait to come in that day? Or, like, I wonder if that, how, like, this almost felt, like, real, like, the way they played it. Like, you know, oh, we haven't seen you in so long. So glad to have you back, you know? Um, uh, just, yeah. It was nice. Um, she had been away for a while. Right. And just to see, it's just, it was kind of like, you know, when. I guess it's not quite like when Tasha Yar came back because that she came back as a villain, but you know, something along those lines. Um, I'm trying to find this Ferengi bartender, but it's kind of like, it's like this montage. We got like, you know, the, like I said, the Admiral and the president got to go. Where's Lieutenant Michael Chan. That's why he should get to go oh, to the party. The bridge crew still has to deal with the bridge. We, we, you know, there's a lot going on, man. You, guys, you on. have a lot of people to put back on earth in Navarre respectively. Yeah. And I, I, I'm, I'm doing a lot of communicating with ships. So unfortunately I don't get the party. Attention, attention. Um, yeah. And then we have this whole kind of scene here, like that kind of takes place away from the party between Tarina and Saru as their romance is continuing. Oh my Adam. god, I, I was screaming at that. I was love it, and it, it's the it's the scene that ended. Uh, it's similar to the scene that ended season three, Wh which was with who? Oh wait, no, not no. Sorry, season three ended of them flying away, but there was a shot of the two of them in last season. Remember, in I the same so. window. Yeah, it may have very well been these two in particular. You're saying. Yeah, because um, they had a conversation last season, the last episode, in, in in this window, and then they're they're back there again, right? And you know, they were just like, she's like, he's like, Madam President, she's like, well, if, if I'm going to be your girlfriend, can you just use my name, Torina? Thank you, sir. So you know, uh, Adam, are you shipping this? Yeah, it was good. Uh, yeah. you know, oh, I've been shipping this since last season, man. Yeah, it, it's 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 kind of. Um, frustratingly slow to get along to get there. <laughs> at least it's earned okay like yes. that's what i i 
here, that's my one of my biggest criticisms of Picard. And Michael, you may want to plug your ears for a moment because I know you haven't yeah. seen the first, you haven't seen the first season. But like at the end of that first season of Picard, they're like, uh, Gerardi and Rios are a relationship, and Rafi and Seven are a relationship. Like since when? Like why are you guys shoehorning this in? Like especially at the last second, right? And um, didn't they shoehorn a relationship into Voyager because I didn't finish it? Then uh, right at the end. Well, they were trying to get Chakotay and Seven together near the end. Yeah, wasn't that? I thought that was really weird when I when I heard about that. I was like, wait, what now? It was weird, and no one liked it, uh, largely. Okay, cool. uh, but like when they did like the Tom and Bellana relationship on Voyager, like they they didn't do it in one episode, right? They did no. it over a long time. They did, and you I know. And I liked what they did here with Saru and Tarina. Conversely, you know. Listen, I mean, as you say, it's frustrating and slow, but I also say it really fits their characters and, and their races. Well, yeah, it's right. it's complicated, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Facebook uh, status, it's complicated. Yeah. We were just Yay! <laughs> With that Kelpian hand and that uh, Vulcan Romulan hand uh, in, in arms. Yeah. So. All good. Love knows no boundaries. We had we we kind of talked about the whole scene with Tarina and uh and and Burnham just talking about the sentence and everything else. So then there's like the whole scene with with uh Burnham and Book, because basically this is like kind of like a goodbye scene. Uh, but we don't actually say goodbye, do we? We say Kwakoni uh, Agon. Uh, isn't that right, Book? We say Kwakoni Agon. It's a Quajon term used only amongst hunters. It means something like we've parted a hundred times. May we rejoin to part a hundred more. Yes. Kwakwani Agon. I'm not pronouncing it uh, any better than Michael Burnham uh, did. Kwakoni Agon it is. I said it right the first time. I said it right the first time. She said she corrects book in the episode. Um, and Kakwani Agon. But like that, maybe they both need this too. Um, does, it, does it mean something about the bones of his ancestors? A coochie moy. There was a ton of shoehorning in Voyager. Voyager has to Voyager. Well, that's true. Uh, that's true, Jamil. But I think I'm going to be saying Kokani Agon for a while whenever I say goodbye to somebody at a Star Trek podcast. Um, but I like this scene was good. I like I like this relationship between the two of them. I, I you know even through everything they went through, I think that they both actors really bring it. I think their chemistry is is undeniable. Um, and uh, you know even just dis despite the fact that you know he does a lot, he takes a lot of actions I disagree with largely um but does, you know does uh does this mean he's taking a break then from beginning of next episode or next season it, it who knows it was a bit it was left a bit open i think that they kind of left the door there like we can bring book back if we want or not like, I, I, think, I think we need a break we need a break from him yeah so let's, let's take half a season off or yeah at least a couple That's episodes I, I would appreciate that <laughs> michael I'm do something about hmm? I, I said michael do something about that please Okay, yeah. I'll talk to them about actually having them explore. Yeah. Maybe yeah. we can finally go see another galaxy, right? We were on a break, like Ross and Rachel. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> yep. Coochie boy. Chakotay is far from the boys. Okay, too many Chakotay references. But then the episode kind of, like, it seems like uh, there's definitely going to be a time jump heading into next season, right? Like that there's yeah like we're at least it's at least gonna be some time we see the crew they're all like going on vacation uh they mention like isn't uh bryce supposed to meet us and they're like if kovich will let him ha 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 they're, he's working him like a dog 
we had uh, we see that like Stamets and Culber are going to I guess to Puerto Rico for a vacation. Uh, you know, he's like, thank you so much for doing this for me. I did it for me, actually. Of course you did, Stamets. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, he's like, I wanted to eat some Puerto Rican food that wasn't replicated was sort of his thing. Uh, we had Tarina and Saru with the orchids and the I thing. Yeah, she's like, oh, look at those eyes. She is love oh, with yeah. that Kelpian, man. Now, what I want to know is how, how did how did they make kids and what did they look like? I think it involves threat ganglia. Um, and then uh, just to <laughs> keep going here. Yeah, she's just like, oh, my God, this guy's amazing with flowers. We see Book kind of flying off in the distance with his cat. Still don't think he should be allowed to take the cat with him. But, you know, it's it is what it is. Uh, but it's kind of like it's a little bit of, like I guess like book could leave the show and never come back. And it would probably be, you know, we could say that he had kind of a, a conclusion. But the, on the other hand, he can easily come back as well. So they can they can uh, keep that there. And there's kind of like this really strong monologue from Burnham that's kind of like weaving this all together uh, as we're going here. I'll play uh, just uh, like a like a little bit of it here. Uh, well, do I have it? Maybe I don't. Uh, <laughs> I just Quaconi Yaquan. It's just that part I took out actually. Uh, but uh, you know, like there's this whole like Earth back in the Federation, everybody. You know, um, they meet it with, the, with with President Stacey Abrams, uh, as we see her with her. As you mentioned, her two at least one Asian. Oh, aide. he's not Asian. I thought. Uh, oh, okay. I wasn't paying. Yeah. Right, but we see like the Earth emblem, right? That they're, that they're yeah. wearing, you know. And I thought, okay, I thought that like she was going to be like General Adoye's mom or something, because like when she sees Adoye, she's like Adoye. I was like, oh, is this like, is this? Adoye? Are you like, causing trouble again? Are you causing trouble again? Did you did you go on like a suicide mission to fly a, a, a shuttle this time? <laughs> yeah, there's kind of like a moment between them because I was like, well, I. I there's there's history between this president and a doye and everything else right because like earth was like forced to defend itself for a long time after they left the federation they also mentioned in the monologue that teller prime never left the federation so of the four original members the tellerites they were the faithful member <laughs> and she even mentioned that doria's in negotiations to rejoin i was like i don't know do you want these emerald chain guys back in um but I guess orions so. emerald chains orions and the Andorians, they were both. Oh, were they? Okay, pardon me. They kind of co-founded the the chain together, uh, which was kind of a successor to the Orion Syndicate, it seems. But you know, she's like, she comes back and she's like, they're like, well, we're gonna like uh, get negotiations going to join the Federation. So she's like, forget it, we're in, we're in. I was like, about time. Right. And that's kind of a big part of the monologue. You know, Burnham's like, we came here and uh, we oh, I do. I do have the clip. But the burn and the DMA have shown us that we are all connected and we can overcome any challenge so long as we do it together. Right. And so I, I really feel like this is Michelle Paradise as the writer kind of talking about like what she wants or what, she, what her vision of these last two seasons have been the burn, the DMA. We can do anything together. We have to. We have to come together. At the end of the, at the end of the day, Star Trek comes down to teamwork. I don't disagree. Like it's it, it is what it, it's it, it's completely true, um, but it's also I think sometimes I don't know. Like there's a je ne sais quoi that uh, I still think that they're searching for in terms of maybe the adventure part of it or some maybe like the thrill 
um, because it feels like at the end of the day, they are going to solve the crisis, right? You know, uh, and I know they all do. I think you know, a lot of what people kind of hope for is exploring more. More exploration. And she says, like, we're going to get back to exploring. That's part of the monologue, too, right? She's like, you know, yeah. now that we've kind of put the, the Federation back together. Um, that's what I want to kind of see. I mean, they already, like, did first contact this season. Like, I want to see them, like, go to other planets, maybe have another first contact that only lasts one episode. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Things like it'd, that. It'd be kind of cool to get back to episodic sort of stuff for a while. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind an overarching thing. I just... It would be nice for some exploring. Absolutely, I, I I agree with you. And even I was watching Steve Shives' review of like the last episode. And he was like, I I do I understand that they want to put out like this twelve or thirteen episode season. That's this one big long story. But at the end of the day, like Star Trek is an episodic kind of franchise, and I guess they're trying to figure out what it, what is Star Trek now in like the streaming era. Is is it better to do these longer things like? Even Picard is the same thing, right? It's just one big long movie, right? That's well, it, it is, and but in the streaming world, I mean, it's very different. I mean, you can binge watch, and you sort of it be, doesn't matter if it's episodic because if you're binge watching, it is one big episode, right? Right. So it is. It is. So is it one? Do we want one big episode, or do we want like these smaller stories, or is it a bit of both? I think they're they're trying to think. Friends of Steve Shives. Friends of the show, Steve Shives, friend of the show. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we pointed out to him on Twitter. He was like, he was so excited about the Stacey Abrams cameo. I was like, did you not see the the much bigger part of Michael Chan earlier in the episode? Can we get a Michael Chan focused episode? I'm down. Like that, least would, be, that would be sweet if they decided to actually focus on the bridge crew for the Federation HQ for a day. Absolutely. For an episode so that, you know, it's me and, and, and my buddy. It should be like you all having to work under Vance, and like Vance is the worst boss ever. Yeah, I think that. horrible bosses. And that would be hilarious. Horrible boss. Like, it's like a lower decks episode. Lower decks episode, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Can we at least as focus short. on on my buddy Emmanuel and me? Just like, oh my god, that's Seriously. that guy. The security officer is Emmanuel. Yeah, yeah. well, okay. the two of us keep saying like we are the the we are the recent Bryce. You're the rush of, hour. Kind of, but the recent Bryce, because recent Bryce are like best friends, right? On Discovery, so we're the recent Bryce of of the Federation HQ. There you go. Uh, yeah, no, like, hey, I'm down for it. More Chan in Star Trek Discovery. Give his character a name. Guys. I'm representing you, you out here right now. You hear me, Michelle Paradise? Get him a name. You know, and more parts. Michael Chan is the Rutherford of Discovery. Who? He's <laughs> the Rutherford. That's a lower. It's yes. A, a brother, yeah. Well, you, Rutherford's a great. I guy. I think it would be hilarious if they they get like named me like Lieutenant Kim. <laughs> and you're just uh, as Mary Kim. Egg. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, and I I also just last thing they show in the episode is like this whole pan out right where we see like the base and we see like the the field and everything else going on here. We see it's a couple so of ships. Cool. This was cool. I liked this. Um, and then, I only yeah. saw like the precursor, like the placeholders they had. That, which are just like blocks so it's nice to actually see what it looks like for realsies the finished out the finished product yeah yeah um it, it's all very it's a little bit fast sometimes but it, it's cool you know and like we see earth and everything else and kind of pops out and we're like okay what's what comes next we know there's going to be a fifth season here right so I'm, I'm i keep wondering like okay what what where do you go now is it is it going to be just like there's an existential threat that's going to destroy the entire galaxy unless we solve it by the very end of the season which we will or do something else 
because like i think that uh you they've they've done this four times now effectively right first season being kind of like the least like that but like season two red angel season three the burn season four the dma okay fine but what now right like maybe uh, have have an overarching arc that's not a threat but still connects the episode somehow so that they're exploring would mean something yeah that could be something like i like ever since deep space nine did the whole long arc with cisco i feel like uh you know enterprise kind of did it well in some of their arcs in terms of like you know the zindi war and the everything i don't know the temporal cold war which to me kind of worked kind of didn't um but uh like you know i i think like trying to find that balance between episodic and serialized is going to be the the thing for this show i think i don't know anyway fine let's uh let, do we have any fun facts i don't know what what else there would be to say <laughs> i could just give out today so my boot uh, was broken your boot was broken right through that whole uh, yeah you mentioned that you had to you had to play through the pain it was it was it was like already kind of falling apart when i when i uh started running with them that day but then as i ran more and more the there was a piece of metal in there for the for the heel and uh eventually it just poked through and then it was like digging into my ankle and then i started bleeding but i didn't care you you i'm in starfleet man like you know like that's this is how it goes it's like it's just the awareness that i don't i didn't think that it would be wise i mean i mean i could have told them i could have told them they could have done something about it but then it would just take time away from all the because that that was the day they had all the pyrotechnics so i was like you know as a professional i'm just going if i if i legitimately can't deal with it then i'll let them know right but if this is something I can handle without compromising my performance, I'm just going to let it slide. Good job, man. Like, that's very admirable. Uh, but I'm sorry you experienced that as well. I don't know. All right. I let's rate a lot worse. <laughs> let's rate this episode. We're up to an hour and 20. So uh, let's, let's, let's put it up on the board. Uh, coming home, the finale of season uh, four. Okay. So. Actually, did actually send in her rating as a 10 now, uh, because of course it has Michael or not a one, a 10. Yeah. Uh, now, of course, Michael, I want to give this an 11 for you. <laughs> uh, I, I'm um, giving it a 10. Uh, Michael, I, 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 how can you blame? Um, but I, I, this was maybe my favorite episode in the last few. Um, it was very good. Like, I. I mean this 10. This isn't just self-serving. I legitimately love this episode. I can go to 11. I've never been gone to 11. But I'll go to 10. Uh, Adam, do you want to be a real rating? Or do you want to uh, join us in this? Uh... I'm, doing, I'm doing real. I'm, I'm going to do last week too, by the way. So okay. nines for both, please. And again, it's it's the book story that sort of derailed me here. Yeah, I'm going to I understand. Nine. I understand how you feel about it. Uh, I, I get it. Community service. And he gets the cat. No, 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 no! Not even that. The, the fact that he's still here. <laughs> oh, still, wow! Still here. So, just to, uh, I, I, I would love to get your guys' ratings for like the the episodes that came in the past. I have most of you guys going back. I'm gonna go. Hey, Dave, Dave, I saw that that you sent that an email. I'm gonna go back and do 
Picard and this from us. And this. Yeah. If you can ever go back, because I'd love to get like, you know, the ratings of the different seasons yeah. kind of inputted in here. Uh, I have that for Michael and myself already, but uh, you know, the, this whole season four, like you look at our ratings, like very positive and, and our season three ratings were very good too. You know, like, I make no bones about it. Season four was not for me or season two. Sorry. was not for me. Uh, and uh, season one, I was mixed on. I, I didn't hate it. It just didn't like it. Didn't I had a lot of issues with the Klingons and different things they were doing, but um, I'm glad that, uh, you know, to me, the show is, is fine. You know, it's, it's good. It's got, it's, it's got its place. Like, I think it, it gets, I think it had, it came out in 2017 or 16, whenever it came out, I think like at a very, sensitive time for star trek because i think everyone wanted this big huge splash and i think like it was kind of a it was kind of good in when discovery first came out but i think i i think that you know a lot of star trek fans were hoping that it was gonna uh maybe you know knock like star wars uh, you know uh, side or the bigger sci-fi franchises and, and you know it, it, it i what it, i think what it largely did was uh unearth a bunch of infighting amongst the star trek fans about what should star trek be now now that we've kind of gone like into this new decade because it was off the air and all like there were no there were no real movies for like you know a long time um and so it was like okay we're it, 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 we're past the rick berman era for sure what do we do now and uh and i think that we've been figuring that out you know is like all these different things come as prodigy comes out as uh discovery picard lower decks i think that like the more of them the more of them they put out the more i'm like oh okay i kind of like i see like the goodness in all of this and i see like the interconnectedness of like star trek is still the greatest sci-fi franchise ever like mm -hmm. it is it is it's the biggest interconnected universe it it, it 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 if it has a bad episode guess what it happened we don't they don't try to retcon it out um uh, it's just like it's it, it, it this all has to fit together and it all does for me you know because i think that uh, the creatives have made a good job as a guy who's a fan of the franchise of highlander i love those highlander movies but oh my god they are not interconnected at all every like they would make like the, the second one and then everyone hated it so they made a third one everyone hated that one and then they made a fourth one and they made it's kind of like terminator it's kind of like the same situation i'm like you know what just like don't erase yesterday just because you want a better tomorrow you need to accept yesterday that's Anyway, I'm, I'm done my rant. Anyway, anything you guys just want to say about uh, Star Trek Discovery? Or yeah, uh, just, just, just really enjoyed you guys in, in the last uh, 13 weeks, I guess. So thanks again, Michael. Hopefully we'll see you in season five and looking forward to it. So too. <laughs> yes, absolute Thank pleasure you. doing this with all of you. Uh, Ashley as well, who was with us uh, for many times uh, this season to cover this. Uh, she couldn't be with us tonight. Of course, St. Patrick's Day is a is a busy day in the um, in the restaurant industry where she works. So, uh, but uh, Ashley, you are missed, and we will catch up with you uh, hopefully in season five when we uh, when that comes out, probably next fall something like that um and uh and and make sure to check out our other star trek podcast i treasure our friendship what quote's that from i think you're making fun of me <laughs> i treasure it too adam they, things Jeez. need to be treasured yes that's that is a jeff thing to do okay um check out our other podcast tonight we had all kinds of things going on star trek picard adam was on that earlier with jody simpson was davin there too Davin came in later. Yeah, he was there. Yeah, uh, and uh, and I've I've been following that along. I I am really enjoying Picard as well. Uh, it's it's very different than Discovery. Um, 
in, in, in many ways. But uh, yeah, definitely check out that. I'll be joining that podcast next week as they'll be going into episode four for season two uh quite quite the story they're trying to tell over there and then uh you should check out our backlog of podcasts we talked about star trek prodigy i was talking out with about that with um davin and uh and and michael's wife jessica uh earlier this year we'll be back sometime this year to finish out the season one once they put out those last few episodes so check that out uh star trek strange new worlds on the horizon coming up in may uh with anson mount another toronto production of star trek um uh, you know a captain riding a horse that's what we're going to see a lot of coming up and we got a new kirk there's a whole new kirk been cast like a whole new kirk which they had to like pretend they were going to announce because an idiot took a photo and then posted it online jeff jeff jeff's had a few romulan ales of course for safe of course jeff green romulan ales not blue ones um yeah like i was i was a bit i was a bit shocked that they've already cast a kirk I, I thought like the new Kirk would like walk on to like in like the last season of Stranger Worlds or something like that. Like because he's the guy who comes after Pike. He, he takes over the Enterprise after Pike. Right. But it uh, looks like there's going to be more and uh, more of an, a relationship there. So I'm I'm, I'm I'm curious to and interested to uh, be covering that coming up. And then Strange New or uh, Lower Decks will be out after that. There's a new Star Trek movie on the horizon, apparently, with Chris Pine and, and then that the Kelvin universe. So lots going on in the Star Trek universe. Can't wait to talk about it. Also, Super Mater Brothers podcasting, a channel that I do with uh, Jeff and Jamil and other, many others where we talk about movies and TV not related to Star Trek, uh, a lot of reality TV shows. Right now we're talking about Survivor Season 42, Big Brother Canada 10. Uh, Jeff and Jamil were on tonight talking about the, the, the third eviction. That was a doozy. Um, a, bit, a bit of a flip around. I can't believe they didn't vote out blank. Um, and they voted up blank instead. Can you believe it? um anyway i can't wait to hear what jeff and jamil thought about all that and then uh we, we talked about marvel over there we just talked about uh hawkeye not long ago we talked about moon knight in the near future uh and, and dr strange and then we have trivial debates a monthly show where we talk about movies tv sports and a game show format there's a rounds a movie around a tv round we got max hosting this next one we got some heavyweights coming in here we got jamil robinson we got jody simpson and newcomer wharf son of moog uh coming in to compete uh uh who's to say how this will all play out but uh and um, how max will be able to handle these three uh coming at us but it's going to be a good one so check that all out also check out uh, michael chan's podcast with alex blackburn the hellbound podcast they do every wednesday on horror different things uh alex out of the uk big uh, horror film festival organizer and a tricky uh, and a tricky. What 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 uh, what's coming up, or what just happened over there on the Hellbound that we should know? About? Uh, so yesterday we released another episode where I trashed yet another movie, uh, talked about uh, some really terrifying toys. Uh, Alex recommended a, a a movie, and also there is yet another improvised uh, introduction to the show. Oh, very cool. Well, I need to be checking that out. Uh, also, uh, you should check out Davin's podcast, Davin, my cousin and yours. Uh, he's got uh, Locutors of Trek, a, a, a Star Trek channel he does on YouTube and Facebook where they do all kinds of different sessions. They do they do uh, Debate 9 where they debate about Star Trek issues. They do writer's room pitches. They do trivia games. They do all kinds of different things. A uh, lot, lot of fun over there at Locutors of Trek. He's also got X-Men, the animated series rewatch titled X-Rated where they go through all of those episodes and talk. He does that with Andre. Jamil was just on there not long ago. I was on the one before that. 
So you should definitely check out Davin's podcast. And finally, my son, Eamon Mater, has his own podcast called Let's Talk About Fighting Games. He does under his alias, Sam Jerka. I don't know what's wrong with the, I don't know what's wrong with Eamon Mater. It's a good name. But, uh, you know, he goes by Sam Jerk over there where he talks to uh, Super Sonic Smash Bros. Seth and Paranoia about Street Fighter and different things. You definitely should check that out over on his uh, Spotify, wherever you get your audio podcast. And I think that's uh, Sonic Smash, Super Sonic Smash Bros. Seth. Yes, that's right. The Puffy Taco. And uh, I think that's all the plugs I need to go through. But anyway, thanks so much to you too. It's been a late night. Happy St. Patrick's Day again uh, to all those celebrating. And uh, and I, I say to you guys, um, uh, how do you say Kwani Agwigon. You know, uh, something like we parted a hundred times, but may we rejoin and part a hundred more. Uh, and on that note... Kwakoni Yaquan. I think we need to go out here on a little bit of Michael Chan and Admiral Vance. Admiral Vance. Admiral. Navar has 17 ships heading to the evacuation base. Do you want me to bring them here after they unload? Nah, they should stick to the plan. Navar only has 86 warp-capable ships as it is. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Good night, everybody. Kwakoni Yaquan. Oh, thank you.